0: I think we ain't done yet. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to the second and two podcast. I'm your host TB. I got my co-host producer extraordinaire Broncos fan. Who's going nuts? Cause they got the lead on Monday night football. Jody. What's up, Joe?
1: Yo, what's good, man? I mean, we were briefly talking about it before we started. They're up 3-0 right now, and, you know, they got a pick. But, as we'll know, the the win probability for the Bills is 63.5 still at the start, or I guess a couple minutes into the second, which is kind of funny. And I guess one quick note before we get into stuff around the league and, you know, your update from last week and your game. Uh, mitch texted me and Johnny he was like bro this guy 23 on the broncos he's too scared to tackle and it, the <laughs> next play this dude he just like pushed the dude out of bounds It was hilarious
0: that's super funny mitch calls it like he sees it dude yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah i'll give you the update real quick on the on the playoff game it's a good update
1: you know Do you guys do that? Do you do the chop? What do you get? What's your guy? Do you guys do anything Uh, cool?
0: They 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 have it. I mean, we don't have enough of a crowd, honestly. Uh, (laughs) They try. They try to do it. They try. Um, the band plays the that that same song and everything, but yeah, they're not as good at the chop. You know, it's like Florida State, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, we won our first playoff game since uh, 2011 we upset the one seed in our portion of the bracket. We won the game 31-22. Hell yeah. Um pretty pretty much awesome game like all the way to the end against a really good opponent. You know, we took some blows, gave them right back. You know, we uh defensively it was it was fun. We uh we got them to fourth down on their first drive and on fourth and 8 they threw a 46-yard touchdown on us. Um hey. Yeah, it was kind of a bummer. We had an inexperienced corner out there. And uh because our, our oh, normal good. guy, our normal guy was hurt because like uh, he got hurt or he got hurt a couple of weeks prior yeah. and had been kind of trying to play through the injury and it made it worse. It was a calf strain. Um he's to so be Joey B? Like, Yeah, yeah, exactly. The Joey B. He had the Joey B and he's like <laughs> our, our all league, you know, our all district corner. Oh, so bang. he I he tried no. to he was a game time decision, tried to bro, <laughs> tried to warm up. You know, he he gave it everything he had to make a break. Couldn't, he couldn't yeah. go. He couldn't get warm. Like his his calf was just so tight. So I had to play a, another kid who's pretty inexperienced out there. Gave up the out and up looking back at the quarterback. Mm-hmm. So they go up 7-0, but you know, we come back, we score, we get the two-point conversion, and then oh, it's kind good? of a battle back and forth and we go into halftime up 8 to 7 which okay. gave us a lot of confidence you know cuz we're winning the game yeah. everyone had projected them to beat us by you know 21 points we're winning the game by one and a half they're nervous we're feeling good about ourselves they scored on their opening drive of the second half they took them three fourth down conversions bang it was like a 14 play eight they didn't want to drive
1: pee. Or was it a bunch of, like, fourth and ones, and they just said, screw it, we're going to go for yeah, it? Yeah,
0: a bunch of, like, fourth and ones, fourth and twos. Yeah, there was Bush one that QB... Were, they were, like, just running real plays. They QB sneaked on one of them, and the guy, yeah. like, reached, was, like, kind of reaching the ball out, and we punched it out and recovered it. But they blew the whistle. They said, no, no, no it's forward shot. progress. I was like, come on. If That's you watch great. it, there's no there's no way. We, we They they gave it to him though. So... They end up scoring. They go up 14-8. Our offense is not faced. We counter, go right back at them, get the two-point again. We go up 16-14, and I'm feeling pretty good at that point. 16-14 yeah. late in the third quarter, and I'm feeling like, okay, defensively we have shut them down. They don't have anything. You know, They're not going to yeah, score yeah. again. And I'm feeling like we're going to win this game. And then they run the kickoff back to the one-yard line.
1: At least you guys so made the tackle. I-
0: so now it's like crap. Okay, so we got to go back out there. Goal line. They goal line, we try and get the stand. They do eventually score. Yeah. They get the two point. Fourth they down. go up. Yeah, they get the two. Uh no, this Eight. one wasn't on fourth down. I think it was second uh, okay. down. I think we stopped them on first down. They scored on second down. So they go up 22 to 16 after the two point conversion too. Uh-huh. Well, then we score again. We get the two point. We go up 24-22. Now I'm like, okay, we really got them. You know, there's no shot. (laughs) How much time Um, is
1: left at this point?
0: There's about nine minutes left in the fourth quarter. Okay. So then they drive the field. They get into the red zone. With about five minutes to go, they're down two. They elect to kick like a 32-yard field goal. Because we got them on fourth and goal from the 15. So they're like, well, we're going to try and kick it. They have a real kicker, though, like a good kicker. Uh huh. You know, he's no John Barron. Shout out to our guy. (laughs) But, but pretty good. Like, he could definitely make from 32. Yeah. So we had the block all set up. We're sitting there. My head coach is asking, like, do we want to ice him? And I'm like, yes. And then I'm like, no, no, no. Don't do it. Don't (laughs) call the timeout. Don't call it. Yeah. We're going to be good. And uh, he kicks it. He misses wide right. Our sideline goes crazy. We're, we're all over it, you know, and then offensively we go. We break them just running the football and we score again, uh-huh. like a 50 yard touchdown run. Dang. And, okay. uh, and then kick the extra point to go up nine, 31 to 22. At that point, like there's just that one broke them. Yeah, they were just done. They weren't going to score again. Two
1: score game wasn't going to happen anyways.
0: Yeah, we forced three turnovers on defense. They were 0 for nine on third down. They were four for six on fourth down, though. So credit to yeah, them. That's
1: crazy. Um, but they were later that I have as well. My bad. They
0: were uh, they were a team that was averaging thirty nine points per game. We held them to twenty two. So felt pretty. It was pretty awesome. Um, our team got like some recognition, you know, staff and all that stuff in the Lubbock area. Yeah. Like it was a big big deal. And uh, so it was probably one of my favorite games I've ever coached in my career. Like hell yeah, that's sick! What was that like, trophy talking, you guys won? So that was you get in the in Texas. Every round is called something different, and every time oh, okay. you win a playoff game, you win a gold ball. So that's like the deal is we won our by district championship. So this oh. round is called the uh, the region regional or uh, area championship. Then, oh. the the
2: regional regional. then the next
0: round is the regional semifinal, and the next round is the regional final. You know it's it's structured like the NCAA tournament sixty four teams make it in, and then uh-huh. you whittle it down all the way. There's Dang. you know four brackets basically, yeah. four separate sides and you get if you get to the final four that's you know you're and then you want to go to state the state championship and all that that's crazy. so we're in the round of thirty two now like we're one yeah. of thirty two teams left in the state of Texas in two a so it's pretty cool. um not a lot of people it's are playing go so. on
1: until like January. Or it my my de- trip in how goes, many goes
0: through mid December. Mid December, yeah, yeah. yeah so brutal. like right before Christmas. Like if you're playing for the state title, you're playing right before Christmas. Dang, yeah,
1: that's a long time. Yep, <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, it's it's been a long season. We're in week fifteen now. Yeah, that's so, crazy. Um, but you know, it's it's been fun. The kids really it was cool to see them just like they executed the game plan perfectly on offense, defense, everything we wanted to do. We, we did. Yeah. Um, that's huge. And we, we stopped power encounter.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we, we learned uh, it.
0: We, yeah, when it matters we, most, we learned it. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. Um, and now this week, you know, we have a t- even tougher challenge. We're playing against a really good wing T team. Um, uh-huh from Amarillo. It's called, they're called Wellington. Um, they, like the they've been, historically, they've basically been a powerhouse from what I've been told. Um, okay. they're not, you know, quite that right now, but they're, I mean, they're good at what they do. They, all the kids have been running wing T since they, you know, since like came out of the Pop womb. Warner? Yeah. So they're, Dang. they know it, they're efficient at it. They're really good. They can do it in their sleep. So it just, it's really hard when you're playing that kind of offense and, you have three days to get prepared for it.
3: Yeah. You know? It's so, on
0: Thursday again? Yeah, we play again on Thursday. Is it always Thursday or is that just with the – No, it, the the first two rounds of the playoffs are kind of scattered Thursday, Friday, Saturday because there's uh-huh. so many teams playing um, okay. and you have to yeah. get Travel you know and stadiums stuff. and stuff. And most teams kind of see it as an advantage to play on Thursday because you get that extra day to get ready for your next opponent. Versus if True. you play on Friday and the other team played on Thursday, they have like a day's rest on you. Yeah. Or, you know, definitely if you played on Saturday. Saturday yeah, all that. So um next round, if we can make it to round three, most of the games are at that point a lot all the games aren't Fridays usually. Okay. So that's good. Um but yeah, we're now on this, you know, third week in a row on this on this uh Thursday schedule. So we play Thursday at, at four o'clock our time. We're the first of a double header at uh Happy Bake Stadium in, in Canyon, <laughs> Texas. So it's a pretty big stadium. Sounds like it's going to be an awesome venue for us to play at and, you know, a great experience for the kids. Yeah. So definitely. hopefully uh, we bring our pads, execute the game plan again defensively, try and shut down a wing T team, give our offense a shot to go win it, and uh, that's all you can really ask for. We got a shot, you know.
1: Yeah, exactly. Got the chance you're in there to make it happen. I love, I love that, bro. Congrats on the first, you know, win in the playoffs, and you just
0: keep, keep it rolling, bro. We're gonna try and do, bro. I told the kids, today, <laughs> don't be satisfied. You True. Know, yeah, I, you gotta, gotta, gotta get the, that uh, hunger. I quoted the Marcus Peters from a few years ago. I think we ain't done yet. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> that's what, I, that's what I hit him with today. So hopefully they liked it. Hell yeah, that's dope. But let's look at uh,
1: the news around the league. You know what I'm saying? Starts off, we got our guy Josh Dobbs. Made it happen again versus the Saints this week. He threw for 426 yards. No, sorry. That's a lie. That's how much he's thrown with the Saints and has 110 rushing yards with them. Or Jesus, I'm all over the place. With the Vikings in his first two games and he's the first player with at least 400 yards passing and rushing with no picks in his first game or first two games with the new team.
3: Wow.
0: That's pretty sweet. (laughs) That's impressive. I mean, Dobbs is kind of like...
1: He's a miracle man. Yeah, he's kind of
0: like the guy on fire in the entire league right now. Like the NFL's Twitter account made him their header.
1: Wait, really? (laughs) Yes, they got rid of Travis Kelsey and uh, T Swift.
0: Yes, that's how <laughs> big it is. He's huge. T Swift, dude, you know it's a big deal. <laughs> um,
1: no, she, she's in Argentina, and you know they just said, you know, she's not coming to a game anytime soon. We don't need her anymore.
0: more. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of uh, on fire, the Cowboys at home cannot lose. They've won really? twelve straight home games.
1: That's wild.
0: And it's the longest streak uh, in yeah, the I NFL. I guess right they now. don't
1: ever play in the or in the playoffs there, though, huh? Ah!
0: <laughs> Dang, that was cold-blooded, bro. Body. Why are you doing like that? Golly. <laughs> I had time to think about it. I don't know. It just <laughs> came out. <laughs> that was mean. <laughs> it's all right.
1: I mean, and then, you know, crazy weekend, though. We had five games this week come down. To a final kick, I was gonna say one-score games, but final kick—that's crazy. We got the Texans, who ended up winning. The Browns also won. Cardinals also won. Are they—they they all win? Is that what, what I'm getting here? Seahawks, and yeah. Lions. These are
0: all the teams that that yeah. kicked to win. I they, think they won. Yeah, yeah, they all won. Yeah, Texans, too. Browns, Cardinals, Seahawks, Lions—they all won on uh, walk-off field goals. Yeah, and the what's it
1: called? Let me double check. I could probably just get this out the way now. Yeah, the Cardinals. Kyler Murray returned, took out my two and a half for the Falcons last week. It is what it is. <laughs> <laughs>
0: got him, yeah. Kyler Murray, that little fella out there running around with that ball bigger than his head, making yeah, mean, plays. I miss him
1: these days. Yeah, good energy for the squad, though. I bet.
0: Yeah, miss Kyler. Glad he's out there playing again.
1: Let's see, we got C.J. Stroud from the Texans. He's the third rookie quarterback in NFL history with three games of 350 or more passing yards. He joins Andrew Luck and Cam Newton, who also did that. Good company.
0: He had for pretty sure. good rookie years. Yeah. Yeah. That's legit. Good for CJ, bro. He's lighting the league on fire right now. I mean, it's not like he just went and beat your average quarterback up there in Cincinnati. He beat Joe Burrow. Joey B. Joe
1: Burrow. Yeah. And well, he did that last drive, too. I mean, great. Yeah. Granted, Tyler Boyd fumbled the bag earlier too, but it is what it is.
0: True. Um, TJ Watt has 88 sacks in 96 career games, surpassed his brother, JJ, who has uh, 87.5, for the second most sacks by a player in his first 100 NFL games since 1982. That's when stats became an unofficial stat. Uh-huh. Um, the only Pro Football Hall of Famer, Reggie White, had more 105 so he's still That's crazy. way out there reggie white was insane can we just take a minute to appreciate reggie white that guy was a monster and, <laughs> and people don't talk about him enough anymore anymore like r.i.p reggie white but that dude was sick and he did yeah. it from like all over the d-line like he was insane i freaking love reggie white but it's Pretty also insane though that the next two guys are brothers, like TJ and JJ yeah, Watt, that's, man.
1: A, that's a wild
0: part right there. That that's pretty cool actually. Those guys got to be like, wow, like that's awesome.
1: Breed football players over there in that family, bro. Monsters,
0: no question.
1: But we got to kick it to our our fantasy update that we got between me and you. I I will say real quick, I might have us draft a third squad next week or the week after depending how this plays out because we right now we're tied Spoiler alert: it's five and five now for both of us so this week i had a lot of buys which kind of kind of hurt me so the the eagles the rams and the dolphins which is all my receivers so i got i got smoked and blown out of the water You're up by five already, and you're waiting on Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen to play. Because unlike me, Patty Mahomes and uh, Travis Kelsey for you, you had subs. So I don't. So you're just blowing me out the water. You got TJ Hawkinson coming in for his first start for you, 30.4. You got Jamar Chase with the hurt back. He went 23.4. Bijan Robinson is back this week, 17.6. No more, no more single digits for him. And on the flip side, we got me, Chris McCaffrey, twenty point two, and Jameer Gibbs, twenty six point two, which are my best. And then I had Zach Wilson starting. That was the only sub I got this week. That thirteen point nine two. And uh, <Zach> yeah, <laughs> so uh, you're like I said, ninety point four to eighty five point four, and you have Josh Allen and Stefan, Whatever they do for you tonight, just increases icing on the cake
0: baby so yeah. it's funny for all the listeners we don't have like a way that we just track this digitally or anything so my favorite part every week is I like i forget who's even on my team in this <laughs> and then we show up on monday <laughs> yeah, and i'm always yeah. kind of like oh let's see if i won or not <laughs>
3: It's yeah, my yes.
0: favorite thing when Joey <laughs> has to tell us like who won because I never have any idea. I forgot T.J. Hawkinson was my backup tight end and that he I'm saying started bro. for me this week. He went crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's I awesome. have him
1: on my real team, so that was huge. I almost I tried trading him away this week. Actually, I, I was trying to get Travis Etienne. So I sent the dude. I think Christian Kirk and T.J. Hawkinson because he needs to. Uh, a tight end, and I was like, "Let's we'll see what happens." And then, you know, he doesn't respond. So I'm like, "All right." And then TJ Hawkinson goes off. I'm like, "Guess I still need him." Yep. Just, uh, guess. Guess you can't Hobbs have Josh is feeding Sorry. the guy hard. Just whoop, he, he. I guess I should say that. That's another preview. I don't know.
0: All right. So that's it's good to know that uh, you know I could come back. We'll be, back and we'll get be a win seeing TJ Hawkinson
1: soon. Yeah, yeah. No doubt. Yeah. yeah. Um, five and so, five is really even, and a lot of. A lot of room for for more dubs, hopefully. And we'll be in playoffs soon. I think it's like two weeks out, three weeks out. There we go. So.
0: After so after ten weeks of football, you know, we kinda wanted to uh turn up the dial right now. Ooh. Right. <laughs> and uh we're gonna take a ride on the uh the old flame meter. All right. Yes, and so we're gonna go through and we're gonna progressively give hotter takes all right joe so the way the game works we'll uh we'll go take for take here tit for uh-huh. tat if you will you and go. uh we'll see how hot we can make this thing all right
1: <laughs> did you take um, a look at mine at all after or you haven't you'll just find i, I think out right we
0: now. both peeked at each other's but i'm real excited to kind of hear what what each other says here all okay. right that um sounds good So we'll start with our lukewarm takes. These are takes that are, I don't think anyone's going to think that they're crazy. But, you know, after only 10 weeks, we're we're saying some things, all right? Yeah. So uh, would you like me to start, or would you like to start with the lukewarm take, Jody?
1: I'll I'll go first, just because I feel like it's relevant in a way, and considering I, I was heavily invested in this team at the start of the season. So I'm going with Aaron Rodgers will not take another snap this year. He teased he, coming back mid-December yesterday, right? And as crazy as I sound, I don't think the Jets will be in a position to make the playoffs, which wouldn't grant him a reason to come back this year in my
0: eyes. Fair? Um that makes sense. I think there's been those reports about him like trying to come back in December yeah um the jets if they hover around 500 i guess it's possible i don't know it's still an achilles still feels like that would be really stretching it so i guess we'll see but i like it i think i don't think that's a crazy take but it it is at least lukewarm. it is at least lukewarm because there's been all the reports saying he's gonna come back so i kind of i kind of like that you're going against the grain here um after watching this weekend, my lukewarm take is the NFC South will not win a playoff game for the second year in a row. Um, <laughs> you know, they, they won a playoff game with Tampa's win over Philly in the 2021, 22 post season. That was when um, the
1: Rams one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They needed that to happen for yeah. everything to play out for them to get that home game, which was wild.
0: Yeah. You know, Last year, Tampa hosted Dallas and got smoked. Uh It really feels like between Tampa, New Orleans, or Atlanta, whichever team does win that division, they're all alive. One of them will win it. Whichever team does win that division is basically winning the right to host Dallas again and get smoked again. (laughs) That's what it feels like right now. I I mean, Atlanta, it was Kyler's first start back. The the Cardinals yeah. have one of the worst rosters in the NFL. And I know they've been scrappy every week, and I know Kyler was back, but golly, they couldn't win that game no matter – I mean, ugh, I just – Atlanta, last okay, time. the Saints, they go on the road to Minnesota. I get it. Minnesota's been hot. You know, Josh Dobbs mm-hmm. is having a career season the last couple weeks. But – you should I mean if you're a playoff team that's the kind of game you got to go win and they just didn't have and they weren't competitive for a good chunk of it and then they came back to make it look more competitive but really they got blown out in the first half and then Tampa after like a four or five game losing streak finally did win they beat you know Will Levis and the Titans and they, at home and kind of looked good doing it but Again, I've just seen all those teams play really bad football at different points in the year this last year yeah. or this last 10 weeks and uh I just I don't believe in any of them in the playoffs. So <laughs> the <laughs> NFC South going to go a second year without winning a playoff game.
1: Nah, that's very very easy to agree with. I mean that's the whole point of the lukewarm, right? Just something that doesn't seem out of the out of the range of the scope. Uh Going on to our hot take though, I'm warming up a little bit, cranking it from from the two two symbol to a little bit four-ish, you know, five maybe. We got I got the Jaguars will not win their division this year. Now when I wrote it down, I thought I had a case for either the Colts or Texans to win it. I'm leaning more towards the Texans now, just them taking it from them. But I don't think they, – they fumbled the bag hard this weekend to a very, you know, playoff-worthy opponent, and it's not looking good. They didn't start off too great. Their best win was the Bills overseas, who were probably tired from day's travel when they stayed a whole week out there, you know what I mean?
3: Okay. All right. I think I still believe in
0: the Jags, but this is <laughs> a hot take section, so – you're going out on a limb when you're saying this, so I like it. Um, it's funny because on the flip side, despite me saying I still like the Jags, I'm going to go to the Texans, who I assume is the team you're thinking will win that division if not the if yeah. not the Jags. CJ Shroud is not only a lock for the Offensive Rookie of the Year. Mm-hmm. He's an MVP candidate right now. Yeah, no doubt. He's already Eat. thrown for... 2626 yards. He's got 15 touchdowns. He finally threw a second interception. Um if you're looking at just numbers, he's going to throw for over 4500 yards, probably near 30 touchdowns, probably less than 5 picks. At mm-hmm. this point, that's an MVP worthy season. You know, I you've already seen yeah. some members of the media start to toot this horn, Dan Orlovsky being the the biggest promoter of it. Once you start hearing that When you start getting a little momentum and there's no clear front runner right now, like people were really starting to get on Lamar. Well, then Lamar kind of has a a tougher game against Cleveland. So now he's sort of out of it. Jalen hasn't been quite as good. Mahomes has certainly not been quite as good. You know, Even though those guys are still up there, it doesn't feel like anyone's run away with MVP yet. And I don't know, CJ Stroud, the way he's playing, he might put himself in that conversation.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, it kind of goes hand in hand without what I was just saying, so it makes perfect sense. Uh, let's see. I almost hit an audible just so I could have just one of my takes be about that team, but it it was going to be that I believe two teams from the AFC West would make it to the playoffs. But I didn't. I didn't look into that too much. But I almost hit an audible. But now we're on the blue flame, you know, the hard, hottest part that you could get to flame out there. And for me, I'm going with our guy, the man transferring teams like crazy in the past two years. Josh Dobbs will surpass DeMar Hamlin and win comeback player of the year after leading the Vikings to the playoffs. Whoa. I like that.
3: And, That's a fun and, take.
1: And, yeah, and the reasoning is I don't know if DeMar will actually play in the game this year or, like, play enough in a game, I should say, for him to, to truly be warranted that. I've seen, seen the lines going up and down, more people sneaking in, getting closer to that top spot. So I, I don't see it too far out of the scope, but it's also, like I said, it, it probably might not happen. It's getting a little hotter.
0: Yeah, we're, we're at the blue flame Google. right now. Yeah. Blue flames of takes. I'm going Ravens, Browns, Bengals, Steelers all make the playoffs this year, making it the first year that all four teams from one division have made the playoffs.
1: That'd be wild. Um,
0: yeah, right now, this, the Ravens are at 7-12. and 12. I think I'm projecting them to be 12-5. and five. The okay. Browns are at 6-3. and three. I'm projecting them to be at 11 and 6. All the right. Bengals and Steelers are at 5 and 4 and 6 and 3 respectively. I'm projecting both of them to finish at 10 and 7. And I think all four teams make the AFC playoffs. Um their biggest competition right now obviously for the wild card would be the Texans, the Bills and the Chargers who are all hovering around 500. Yep. Obviously the Texans now have a tiebreaker with the Bengals. So for the Bengals mm-hmm. to make it in at ten and seven, you would need the Texans to be nine and eight, um, or worse. Obviously, I think uh, what's interesting if you look at all four of those teams from the uh, AFC North, they're all in the top fourteen of DVOA right now, which just happens to be the exact Dang. number of teams that make the playoffs. Um, the Steelers are at fourteenth; they would be considered the worst team in that division right now, um, despite what you know the records say. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I'm just saying I think I think all <laughs> four teams are going to make it. I do. I do think they're that, all going to make it. That be something
1: to watch for But sure.
0: it's it's hard to project that. That's why this is a blue flame take because yeah, there, that just doesn't happen. I mean, it's never happened. I know we've only yeah, had it possible is. for, what, three years now with the seven playoff teams. But yeah. even with that, I think we could go 25 years before we would see that again if it were to happen this year. <laughs>
1: No, nah, that definitely it's definitely getting real spicy on this one because I was like, "There's I, there's a couple teams I believe that got to make it in, right?" So like Jags Texans, that division's gonna be competitive. And the way I have it playing out, it, one of those teams, or I guess both, and there would be a tiebreaker. Would be they would be eleven and six if it played out the way I looked at it. And then the Bills Dolphins are the other two from that division that would make it a little bit more problematic for those teams. That's, but if we did see all four, that would be something else.
0: I mean, that's really the blue fan part, is that I'm actually saying the Bills won't make it.
1: Yeah. But, or so I'm saying the Dolphins, the Dolphins overspin- won't. Okay, I was going to say.
0: Or I'm saying the Dolphins won't. You know, one of those two teams <laughs> yeah. won't make it is what I'm saying. I'm yeah. saying the Chargers won't, and I'm saying the Texans oh, I, I said, or I'll the Jags, it. whoever won the division or whoever lost the division, wouldn't make it in either. Yeah. So, um and there's that's not taking into you know the Colts are five and five the Raiders are five and five somehow right now I mean so they're yeah the 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 Jets are four and five and I'm talking about Rodgers coming back so like you know there's plenty of teams in that AFC that are still alive that um, I'm all yeah. saying hey none of them make it because this AFC we North is so good but, yeah
1: yeah The other, I guess the only other time we've seen some similar was last year with the NFC Beast, right? They got three out of the four, which is pretty crazy. Uh, Let's see. Our last one we're going to look at, our last scale. We already turned it up to hot on the dial. We don't got no more dial. I guess the only thing we could expand on would be the oven, but you came up with the sun, the hottest thing out there. The sun on this planet. The heat of of
0: the sun. (laughs)
1: I almost made a really dumb take for this one. I was going to say there's going to be no games that have snow, right? And Because of the sun itself, (laughs) global warming, we got no snow games this year. But but no, my my actual take I'm going with, so tying back to the Texans I was talking about earlier, I'm saying our guy D'Amico Ryans will be coach of the year. Because him and his team are making that playoffs after winning the division. On his first okay. year as a head coach with the Texans.
3: All right. I like it. I like it. I don't even think that's
0: crazy, crazy hot. I'm going to be honest. I, I mean, think D'Amico should, be the, D'Amico should be the favorite right now. Now, them winning the division and maybe Camper. is kind of a hot take. But D'Amico winning coach of the year feels like a shoe-in right now. The way they're True. playing.
1: Yeah, um, now I get that. I, I think Dan Campbell and Mike McDaniel were above him. Maybe one other I can't think of right now.
0: Okay, okay. I could see Dan Campbell. That makes sense. Um, Speaking of Dan Campbell, I'm really proud of this take I'm about to give you. Yeah. It took a little research and a little bit of juice, but yeah. I'm I'm at the point I believe in the Lions. And I believe in him so much that the Lions will be the one seed in the NFC and get the home the buy in the home playoff game, not the Eagles. And many of you are yeah. sitting there saying, "What? What does he say <laughs>
1: I had the to Eagles, look into course. it too. I saw your research on there. I had to do my own too, though, just to double check. It's like, you know, I guess it's it's not really out of the scope.
0: <laughs> the the Eagles are eight and one right now. The Lions are now seven and two after beating the Chargers on the road yesterday, which was one of the toughest games remaining on their schedule. So they're a game back, right? So you're saying to yourself, okay, you know, how would the how would this have to finish for this to happen? Yeah. The Lions schedule coming up. They have the Bears at home. Mm-hmm. We agree that's probably a win. That's a tank right there for the other team. The Packers at home on Thanksgiving. Another feels like probably a win, right? Yeah, definitely. At the Saints, toss-up game. It's a road game. Playing in New Orleans is always tough, but New Orleans, they're not world beaters this year. Feels like they could get another win there. At the Bears, another win. The Broncos at home, feels like it could be a win. At the Vikings, one of their tougher remaining games. At the Cowboys, the toughest remaining game on their schedule, yeah. <laughs> and then the Vikings at home. I mean, I'm saying there's eight games left. I think worst case they go six and two. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. six I would and say two maybe they games?
1: lose three of those. It would be worse. Okay. Which is worst still case like...
0: they they go five and three best you know best case they go seven and one, so we're looking at a I think a fourteen and three football team, yeah, I think that's probably what you what you're gonna get they're fourteen and three, okay, yeah, yeah. now we go over to the Eagles, the Eagles have at the chiefs Tough. chiefs are coming off the bye.
1: well Sarah, so both
0: of them both of yeah. them are coming off the bye. But in in Arrowhead, I give the Chiefs an edge there. Then they get the Bills at home. The Bills have not been as good recently, but feels like the Bills, that's one of those games the Bills may get up for and try and, you know what I mean, they may go win it. Yeah. You get the 49ers at home. The 49ers are mad about last year's NFC Championship game. I feel like the 49ers may win that game. Yeah. Then they got to go to Dallas and to Seattle. Then they finish the year with a cupcake. Yeah. Giants, Cardinals at Giants. I think there's at least two losses in that. Maybe three.
1: Yeah, very possible. Well,
0: if I'm saying the, the Lions are 14 bunch and three, of teams there. the Lions are 14 and three. The Eagles are 13 and four. That's kind of what I'm getting at here. Um, yeah i I don't think that's crazy. I think that's no, no, it's. No. It it feels crazy to say like no, the Lions are going to be the one seed, not the Eagles. But when yeah. you look at the schedules, man, mm-hmm. I think that I yeah. think the Lions could come out on top in the NFC.
1: Yeah, no, I looked into other teams that I thought would be be a front runner for being a potential one seed, and those schedules were just not not as comparable. I looked at the Cowboys, I looked at the Niners. It was like ah, I guess guess it really is a, a possible possibility for those Lions to, to pass up the the eagles for that one spot just like ludicrous said
0: so there you have it we went through our uh, our hot takes after week 10 we'll see if they turn out to be true and uh i think it's time for awards my friend let's get into it do you want to kick it off or do you want me to take it Oh, I will take it, good sir. The Gamer of the Week, named after our former head high school head coach, (laughs) Tuqua. It is uh, an award that we give to a guy who doesn't necessarily play the best, but he just helps his team grind out a win. He's a gamer. And uh, I'm giving mine to Kyler Murray.
3: Um, Coming
0: off the injury, he's activated for his first game of the season. Led the Cardinals on the two-minute drive to set up the game-winning field goal. His stats weren't insane, right? Went 19 for 32, 249 yards, an interception. He was sacked twice. He had six runs, though, for 33 yards and a touchdown. He was mm-hmm. And his presence was just undeniable as the Cardinals looked, you know, they've been scrappy all year, but they looked good today. They really did. Yeah. And they were able to pull off their second win of the season, um, you know, on the back of Kyler's feet you know, getting it done. <laughs> and uh, so shout out to Kyler Murray coming back. We missed him in the league and I'm happy for him that he, that he's back in there winning games.
1: What about that, that play that helped him clutch up that dub where he, he was scrambling and then he hit the, hit the Brock Purdy. Let me show you my back run away across yep. the other side of the field for like 70 yards and then it yep. deep. That was wild. Yeah. Love that dude. <laughs> so for me this week, I was I was in a contemplation with Dog of the Week, Gamer of the Week, just because I didn't know what I really wanted to do with it, you know. Dog, I was trying to take it back to its roots of just like something something simple, right? That that caught my eye, that made me think, man, this guy's doing some stuff above up above and beyond, right? So the, I, I, I hit the I hit him with the Gamer of the Week. I'm going T.J. Hawkinson, my guy I finished uh, eleven catches on fifteen targets, 134 yards and a touchdown. He obviously plays tight end, so he had some blocking. Not much. Uh, he was a little injured, which is part of the reason why I wanted him for the dog. But we throwing him on the gamer. He had a false start. That was his only like issue when he was blocking. And, yeah, my guy balled out. He, I believe he got hurt because someone was trying to punch the ball out. I don't know if it was his side or, like like, his rib, I guess, is what they ultimately came up with. And so that dude was taking shots all day, but he – Looking hot with Josh Dobbs just slinging the rock to him all day, which is nice. So T.J. Hawkinson for me. And then for like the it. dog of the week, this one, this one comes down to stats. So you 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 talked about it earlier with your team from from uh, your high school game with the fourth down conversions. This game alone yesterday, a lot uh, in the afternoon game, the Lions and the Chargers. Let me tell you, they went for it on fourth down a lot. Total of, I believe, seven or eight, eight times. We went four for five on fourth down for the Lions and three for three for the Chargers. And one of those happened to be a touchdown to Keenan Allen, which was crazy. I was sitting there watching the game like, bro, how many times are we going to go for it in fourth and just let it happen? Like they were going for it on like the, the opposite 40, like their own, you know? I was like, bro, these guys are showing their cojones today with the fourth down attempts and there was, they were getting them. So it, it all worked out. You know, those things where if they work, you look like a genius. If they don't, it's like, man, what's this guy doing today? You know? So my dog goes to the, the coaches, Dan Campbell and our guy Staley.
0: For going. I mean, in. Dan Campbell, it felt like every time he rolled the dice on fourth down, the Lions won. I know they did get stopped early in the game on the goal line. Uh-huh. But like the balls to go for it at the end there on fourth and two yeah. to be like, we're going to go get it and not just kick a field goal to win. We're going to go, you know, and then play defense. We're going to go get it, re- bleed the clock, and then kick a game ending field goal. Like, yeah. Game over. It's pretty impressive. Um, He has ob- obvious confidence in, in Ben Johnson, his offensive coordinator, and Jared Goff, his quarterback. I mean, they just, he, they they are in sync right now. So we got to go to the minor setback, major comeback. And this week felt like a good time to uh, revisit a guy who's won this award. But uh, it was like week one, week two, early, way early in the year. And that is uh, Mr. Joe Burr. He threw two interceptions against the Texans, um, which is very unlike him. Threw one of those in the red zone. Really, really unlike him um he threw for 347 yards and two touchdowns but you know he was good but he wasn't good enough and those two turnovers hurt the Bengals in the end um mm-hmm. i expect them to bounce back on a short week though against one of the best defenses in the league against the yeah. ravens thursday night i think the Bengals win that game just Ooh, where's it at do you know i think let me look i don't remember where it was at but I just remember thinking it's like a must-win for the Bengals, and I feel like they'll get it done. Um, Zap Baltimore. Okay.
1: Tough. <laughs> tough. Since he always
0: responds day. when their back's against the wall.
1: True. Also true.
0: Um, uh, oh, the no-cap hat's off. That's also me. Um, <laughs> so, Bailey Zappy. This is never... <laughs> Set the stage Uh, because this one's hilarious. (laughs) I never thought that I would read the sentence I'm about to read to you. but So Mac Jones gets benched. I mean, that has happened already this year, so that's not the crazy part. But Bailey Zappi comes in just cold (laughs) to lead a two-minute drive for the (laughs) win, which is just really hard to do. Yeah. And not only does he not win the game, he loses it in epic fashion off the fake spike, throws it into triple coverage interception to seal the game. And then you just saw Bill Belichick just like doing one of these, like <laughs> rubbing his face with both hands. Like, I can't believe I just watched this. I just watched my backup quarterback do a fake spike interception to lose the game. There aren't really many war words than that. That just, that was a brutal way to lose for the Patriots in a game that they were in despite terrible quarterback play once again from Mac Jones.
1: Yeah, so this one's hilarious. I know I told you I watch at the gym, but when I saw the score today, I was like, oh, that was the early game. You know, I was listening to it at work. I was like, I could have sworn I heard this in my ear. There's no way I watched at the gym. Anyways, so I'm listening to Westwood one as per usual because I'm at work and the guy goes oh you gotta clock it you gotta clock it like time's running and then they're like he clocks it oh it's a fake and then they're like bailey Zaffy threw an interception i just started dying bro i was (laughs) like hey no way this fool ran the fake spike and then just threw away the game right there i started laughing it was hilarious
0: and then afterwards one one of these awards Tried to complain about a penalty, like wanted yeah. a, p- a flag thrown, and all like, that And You're not getting that, that call. You're like...
1: <laughs> yeah, hilarious, hilarious. Oh, uh, I, I love that one. I mean, that doesn't get better than that. But our big man, big fella, Strahan Munoz Award. This week, I'm kicking it off to our guy, John Feliciano. I don't, hopefully, I didn't butcher that. I'm sorry, my guy. But he he's on the the Niners. My dude had a day. He was balling, bro. His pass pro is insane. Hey, the way his eyes, like his focus and his eyes are, it, he's so good at passing dudes off. It's crazy. Yeah. Or or if they like stunt and he picks him up, I bro, it was beautiful. I, I, Cause I was I was tempted with going with Trent Williams because he's back, but I was like, I can't do that, no sir. So I was watching him. He let up two tackles. One of them was a little fluky. Because he, he was pulling, and the dude, he got to the block, but the dude was a backer. So as soon as Christian McCaffrey blew by him, he just tackled him. He dove for his legs and got him. So that one's a little iffy. But, yeah, his, and he's good at blocking in those first five yards. So if he's doing a combo to the back or if he just goes straight there, really good at those. He's a little bit slower, though, so getting around the edge or, like, having to get deep into the secondary, like, it's a little bit tougher for him to get there. But, yeah. 55 on the on the Niners. John Feliciano gets my award this week.
0: It's funny because you gave your O-line half of this award to the 49ers. They're going to get it on the D-line, <laughs> too. Uh, my Strahan winner of the week, big fella, the entire 49ers D-line, um, they got a slump buster this week. All right, They had been in a slump. They have been struggling to get sacks for weeks. And uh, as my... <laughs> Former D-line coach that I worked with, uh, Jacob Hales, shout out to him. He's a awesome dude, but he used to he used to watch certain O-lines and uh-huh. on his scouting report to his guys, he'd write, this week's the slump buster, boys. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that meant like, <laughs> yeah. hey, we're, we can get after these guys. And apparently yeah. the 49ers during their bye week figured that the uh, Jags were the slump buster. True. They busted out with five sacks. All Mm -hmm. the big names contributed, right? Yeah, Bosa, Young, Armstead, Hargrave, Farrell. They all had at least a half sack against the Jags. I don't know if it was the bye week. I don't know if it was some other change or if it was just picking up the locker room. Yeah, or that. I don't know what it was, but they look different. And if you're anyone who has the 49ers left on your schedule, I would be afraid. Yeah. Yeah. Because that D line's engine is revved up now. You know, it's funny,
1: I, I put my, my award winner after you, and I didn't even realize you took the the 49ers as well. Because the way I do it, I was like, I'd look at who has the most rushing yards or who just blew the other team out of the water, and it's like, they can't be messing up too bad, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But speaking of people who could be messing up, or maybe they're not. Maybe they're just simply balling out there. We got our Who's Cooking Award, our quarterback, who we think is either whooping up some fire food or they're just burning down the house, which you all, you alluded to it. Five sacks. I went with Trevor Lawrence. Oof, My guy went 17 for 29, 185 yards and two picks. No crazy stats on a team that I think would be really well making the playoffs and playing a team that definitely going to make the playoffs on the other side of the, the football league. And the worst part was there was one play this dude had to delay a game, and then right after he goes and throws a pick. It was just all bad. Ah. It. it wasn't, and then he had the, his other pick he threw. It was a it was a little bit higher pass that got tipped, and then you know that leads to that. But oh, I think he had a fumble as well. I didn't write down. He had a fumble where it was a strip sack, and just I think that one was your guy Chase Young. So.
0: Trevor Lawrence Whoa. is not with up some food. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Um, Trevor Lawrence, oh, maybe I should I'm put him on my it. minor setback for major
3: comeback. I'm but it. I'm going
0: with my uh, who's cooking is Dak Prescott. The guy had another 400-plus-yard, four-touchdown game against a bad team. It's the third time he's done that this year against just bad teams. But – he did cook the Giants, and it was with C.D. Lamb all game long. Those two have been unreal this year Yeah, as a combination. Hella, hella um, over there? Yeah, CD's having a career year. Dak is mm-hmm. having a good year throwing it to him. Um, you'd love to see him do it against better teams and win those games, but that connection has been awesome, and Dak cooked the Giants.
1: Yeah, well, I, I lied to you about who was cooking – This is the first time I had two quarterbacks back-to-back for the award, so I'm I'm really dumb. And Trevor Lawrence was my Boo Boo Evans award winner. (laughs) 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 Uh, Well then, uh, here we are. So my actual who's cooking guy was supposed to be Justin Herbert, who actually balled out. Who actually did and, cook? Yeah, he just yeah. cooked in the net. <laughs> exactly. He he couldn't he couldn't take the dub. You know they fumbled. his defense couldn't stop a nosebleed, as you like to say. They're they're just those two teams just run up the score on everyone because on the opposite side you kind of have to. But Justin Herbert went twenty-seven
0: for forty. My bad. No, no. I just I was gonna say for Herbert. I mean I know you're gonna give us his stats and how well he played, but I think I saw a couple things that are crazy. Number one, I'm pretty sure Herbert has the most losses since he became a starter, the most losses where he scored 30 points or more. Mm-hmm. Um, awesome. And he My also, favorite. in his career, the amount of points he scored is also the exact amount that is, of points that his defense has given up since he became a starter.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> I didn't see that one, but that's tough. I saw one that was like the Chargers as a whole, since Phillip Rivers has been there, is – their quarterbacks always perform, but their defense isn't good enough to help them win. So they're like, not the obviously, you know, Phillip Rivers made the AFC championship. But, like, over the course of the other years, like, they don't, they don't give their quarterback a chance to go and make good things happen. They just end up doing worse than they should. But, yeah, so Justin Herbert, 323 yards, four touchdowns, and a pick. And then four carries and 15 yards on those. So, you know, I, I butchered that. That's on me. I read the notes wrong. <laughs> but I was so passionate about Trevor Lawrence, which is pretty funny. <laughs> hey,
0: bro, it, it happens to the best of us. You I'm, know? I'm having it a rough
1: happens. day. I, I, I butchered the stat early on. I, I said Josh Dobbs was on the Saints and the Cardinals and the Vikings all in one sentence. It's all bad. But quick update before we get into our turnover on downs. We got the Broncos Bills Broncos up 15-8 at halftime right now. And look at that. The win percentage has flipped to 58.9 for the Broncos going into halftime.
0: There we go. The Broncos. The Broncos are cooking, huh? They got some juice a little bit in them, I say.
1: There we go. See West, I get two teams. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, slow your roll, dude. Slow your roll.
1: No, 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 but I do think the Raiders might have a chance, bro. Their, their new head coach, uh, he's fed them some new life.
0: You see how I'm looking at you right now? Yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> I do. I think you should just uh, get into that first down of our
1: turnover on downs where you give yeah, us that that yeah. good old trend you see around the league that's been going up maybe even you know college sometimes maybe they so, will adopt
0: it as well i uh it's funny we are going to talk a little bit about an adoption of sorts so we're going to look today at the uh the panthers all right? from thursday night football this week yes they did lose um but that's not what i'm focusing on i want to look at you know what the what are the Panthers doing offensively to help Bryce Young, right? And yeah. uh, so you're going to see this this play here. They use play action pass, but they're going to do it out of the pistol. And the reason this is important, right? If you don't know what pistol is and you're you're listening but you can't see, the back is lined up behind the quarterback in the gun, right? The quarterback's in shotgun, and the back is two yards behind him, directly behind him. And so the reason this is important, you know, when the back is lined up to, to the side of him, play action, pass, you don't get that old school turn your back to the defense action. Mm. And so it doesn't get backers coming downhill as much. It may get them moving side to side, but not necessarily coming downhill. And yeah. when you get that back turned to the defense, you know, you can really sell a play fake and get it back around, get your head around while you still have an advantage against the defense. So the Panthers, they're going to use pistol here to help Bryce Young create a play-action pass along with motion to create a little confusion, right? And you'll see the Bears, they're playing man-free, okay? So at the Uh bottom of the screen, these two guys, right, and then the safety have these three. And then the safety at the top is going to be the one high safety is going to be the guy that's free. Well, as soon as that motion happens across, it pulls one safety down, pulls the other safety high. Now we're two on two and two-on-two on two with one safety high, and then the backers will play off the back, right? Okay. So the Panthers are going to run a play-action scissors concept at the top. You're going to get the post from the outside receiver, the corner from mm-hmm. the inside receiver, and then at the bottom you're going to get a dig with a sit route, all right? So we'll let this thing play out. The motion forces the Bears to move a little bit, You'll see what happens with the play-action fake. It just stops defenders and catches their eyes just quick enough, right? Even the middle of the field safety. And as Bryce Young turns his back, now you get this concept with the scissors, and we've got leverage. And he lets this thing go. As his guy's coming out of the break, he's got a beat, and it's a big play. That was a nice ball. It was a great ball, and everyone will tell you that C.J. Stroud is better than Bryce Young. Right now, that's just true, and Bryce Young has not (laughs) been great. He's not, but he can make some throws like this one when his offense helps him, right? It gets the backers moving downhill a little bit, causes the safety's eyes to waver just for a second, and it it creates an open window in a one-on-one situation where he puts it right on him. For a big play. Oh, so took
1: like five steps after being in gun. Did you see that? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, um, and that's what you can do with pistol. And that's kind of why a lot of teams like it and teams will go to it. It really was for a long time a college deal. I mean, it was invented at Nevada with Colin Kaepernick.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And, uh, yeah. you know, it became a thing that, you know, Harbaugh used with Kaepernick in the NFL a little bit. And it originally was sort of a run-heavy kind of set to yeah. get backs going downhill yeah. out of the gun. Um, it creates zone reads, downhill, midline reads, out of the gun, yeah, things yeah. like that. But, you know, instead, you know, the the Panthers are able to use it to create play action pass and get Bryce Young away from the pass rush to get his back turned to the defense so they really believe the action of the, of the back there and uh, creates an open throw for him.
1: Yeah, I had a question about pistol since we're on it. What's the – when there's two backs, you got the one behind him and one the side, is that anything different? Or is it when you have backs on both sides and behind you where it's like full house? What was yeah,
0: it? I mean, so I've tagged yeah, – everyone tags backfields differently. I would call it full house if you have a back in the pistol and then one on each side. You know, that's kind uh-huh. of almost a old-school, like, wishbone sort of look. You know, three backs in the backfield like that. Uh-huh. Um. If you're talking just two back, you know one dot yeah, in the eye and the, the back and, yeah, in the pistol, and then one offset on either side. I always tag that as you know king or queen, depending on where that back, the offset back, is in relationship to the two receivers, the two or the one okay. receivers, assuming that you have a three receiver set out there, yeah. um, or even a tight end. So, and and you can do different stuff with that. You know, you can run two back action where you can get the dive and the pitch yeah. out, you know, you can get all kinds of stuff. I mean, yeah. that's how that modern football has. Yeah, I mean, that's how modern <laughs> footballs re- reused old school concepts, but just made them modern, you know, in, in, in the yeah. gun. So you can do all kinds of fun stuff with two back sets that look like that out of, you know, two back pistol.
1: Okay. Yeah, I didn't know if those had different names or not. That's what I was asking. But uh, second down on our turnovers on down. It's going to be me giving you the bet for next week. So as I told you at the top, didn't win. Our guy Kyler Murray ruined that for us. But it's good for him to go, come back and get that dub first game back. So this week, my eyes are looking at, we got the Cowboys minus 11 versus the Panthers. You know, Cowboys got to beat a team that they're supposed to and bad. You know what I mean? They did it with the Giants. And let's see how it happen again with the Panthers. The Chargers versus the Packers. Chargers are three and a half favorites. Now, if I were to take this one, I'd probably tease it down to three. Take, take the half point, make it a little bit safer, you know what I mean? I got Seattle versus the Rams at minus one on the road. Matt Stafford might be back. Maybe maybe that helps them a little bit, who knows. But I do think the the Seahawks will win that one. By more than one, obviously, because you got to win. Let's see, and then the last one I was taking a look at was the Vikings versus the Broncos at plus one and a half. That's the Josh Dobbs being the guy in me. Tell that's what that one comes from. But the true one I'm gonna pick, I'm going Cowboys minus eleven. Let's just see them blow out another team because they need to. They get the as the pad the stats game again. You know,
3: <laughs> yeah. That
0: Vikings Broncos game could be fun that could be I mean, if the Broncos yeah. win tonight, if they hang on and beat the bills, you're talking about two of the hottest teams in the league, the Broncos and the Vikings, after starting really slow,
1: <laughs> true, That's seriously, so true. those are two of the hottest yeah.
0: teams in the league now,
1: yeah, so that 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 one could be fun. I don't know what time that one's at, but hopefully the later games I could
0: catch it <laughs> <laughs> it uh depends on where it's at. if it's in Denver, it will be it'll be the later true. game, true. If it's in Minnesota, it'll probably be the earlier game. Usually how that works. Um, yeah. East all right, so third the right down. The uh, the third down breakdown today, I kind of cheated. Uh huh. I'm giving yeah. you a fourth down. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. So, even though it's the third down breakdown.
1: The distance, that's what we're looking at mainly.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's even shorter. though it's a third down, I wanted to give you a uh, a really good... A good play, and I found one that I just loved in that Lions-Chargers game. We know there were a lot of fourth downs in that game. This was fourth and two from the Lions, basically to seal the win. You know, they're fourth and two from the 27-yard line going in, right, 26-yard line going in. And, uh, you know, they could have kicked a 43-yard field goal for the, you know, to, to try and take the lead under two minutes and trusted their defense. But they said, hey, to heck with that. We're going to go for it. We trust our offense against this Charger defense. We've been getting everything we want all day. We're going to go for it. When we get it, then we'll just bleed the clock, kick a game winner from there, and and go home with a win. So they trusted their offense. You'll see the Chargers are playing tight cover three here. They're going to really try and press up, but it is cover three. They're going to drop to the flat. The corners are thirds. You got hook hook defenders in the middle flat defender out here corner you know the third corner out here and then the middle of the field safety who's going to play really tight to the line of scrimmage because it's fourth and two uh-huh. they're going to rush for they're going to trust their guys to get home you know the lions they're going to motion out of a little two by two you know out of two by two stacks and motion over into three by one look not quite bunch That's but right. condensed say that again
1: uh, I was saying from the left to right. Sorry.
3: Yeah,
0: left to right. He's motioning left to right over into three by one. So on the bottom side of the screen, you're going to get a smash concept, right? So it's going to be a corner from the inside receiver, a uh, an outside hitch from the, from the outside receiver. Then going inside to the tight end, Sam Laporta, he's going to run the OTB where he's going to get across the field and just sit. Right on the on the sticks, right Mm -hmm. over the ball to the backside from where the motion came, you're gonna get the curl coming back under, you know, over the top. So you kind of get an under over concept with with Laporta and this receiver. And then you're gonna get Jamar, you know, lastly, the Jameer Gibbs on the wheel route out of the backfield on the swing. Right. Okay. Now, the play is designed for Goff to get it to Gibbs on the swing initially. That's gonna be his first read. I'm going to look at the flat defender. If the flat defender bails to the flat with Gibbs, then I'm thinking I want the curl to my receiver over here, my single set receiver. Yeah. Then if he doesn't like that, his progression should take him to Laporta sitting on the sticks. If by that time he doesn't like it, you know, he's <laughs> probably got to bail out and look to the to scramble to the the uh corner hitch side, right? So, you see him go through his progression. Goff does such a great job here and he doesn't panic. He's looking at that flat defender, right? You can see where his eyes are. That flat defender does a great job, not only getting width, but also Khalil Mack, yeah, totally, totally chips Jameer Gibbs on his way out. So, it gives him that extra second, right, to get out to the flat. So, he's looking at that. Now he says, okay, I know that there's that backer is vacated. I got to get to my second read. I want the the curl route. Okay, I'm looking at that, and you can see him patting the ball. He wants to let it go, but the corner over here does a great job on that route. Never mind the, you know, the the hook defender getting underneath it. The corner sitting on it, so he doesn't like it. He pats it again. Then he finds last minute. He gets to his third prog- third route in the progression to Laporta sitting on the sticks, guns it, drills it in there for a completion, gets tackled. It's a four-yard gain, makes it a five-yard gain by dragging another defender (laughs) with him. And boom, first down, Lions feel like they've just secured a win. But again, you can see Laporta just super disciplined, finding the soft spot in the zone between the flat defender and the hook defender here. And Goff with just the patience, trust in his offensive line to give him the time, the patience to go through each progression and then get the ball out to the right guy. Jared Goff, man, he's, he's really gotten a lot better um, in those kinds of situations. I mean, he was great for a couple years there with the Rams. Then it felt like, you know, he had a, sm- a slight decline. And now he's back to being a guy that I think most people right now, if they're really watching and understanding what's going on in the league, they tell you he's a top 10 quarterback. And and that's not crazy.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I'm sure we'll take a look at that hopefully Maybe in the next two weeks. Week 12. Right? Week 12? Yeah.
0: Week 12. We will be back on the uh, the QB tiers and we will certainly be talking about golf. Yes.
1: Perfect. Got to get that update going into the back end of the season. But closing out our turnover on downs, we got the bad beat. And this one comes from college, a little college football. So we had Washington. The Huskies. They were nine and a half point favorites. The there was a play late in the in the third where there could have been a pick six, right? Mm. And well, the dude who picked it off hit the Deshaun Jackson. Let me throw it behind my back before no. I even cross the line. No. So instead of instead of it being at like a twelve point uh differential, so they would have had the win. It's still stuck at, I believe, 5 or 6. Fast forward. Right after that play, they get a safety. So now the points is at 7, so they're 2.5 away. We fast forward to 1.45 on the clock. They go to kick a field goal. And as you know, where I'm probably going with this statement, of Shankopotam- no, no lie the field goal gets blocked ends up in some random defender's hands they don't get the dub when if they would have scored that touchdown instead of throwing it behind your back boom you get your your 10 plus or if they get this field goal right here 10 plus but instead they only win by seven yeah yeah
0: the de- people who are still dumb enough to do the Deshaun throw it behind <laughs> yeah, he's bro gosh that would drive me so nuts as a coach
1: yeah it was it was one of this my one players was
0: bad ever did that i would lose my mind
1: like it wasn't on the 1 yard it was like on the 3 almost like it was between the 2 and 3 where he did it. like he, this was even a couple steps before which was wild
0: uh oh.
1: And so God. they only won by seven. Bad beat right there. Two different opportunities doesn't work out.
0: Terrible beat.
1: Gosh. All right. So we got to finish it out
0: with the, uh, the banger of the week. It's my yes, sir. turn. I'm giving you a movie this week. A Ooh. movie that I think you'll like. It's on Netflix. It's called Reptile. Um, yeah. Stars Benicio Del Toro. As a detective. Um, it's got uh, Justin Timberlake, who's a realtor that's kind of a suspect in the investigation. Okay. Um, so basically what happens is Justin Timberlake is a realtor and his girlfriend is a realtor as well. Uh-huh. JT finds his girlfriend murdered in a, in a house that they were looking to sell. All and right. of course, there's the whole investigation and there's a lot going on throughout it and i'm not going to give anything away but it just it's really good ending is huh. you know slightly um you're just not prepared for it is right. what i would say like, kind of twists and turns like who all the way suspect through the aspect
1: is or like like the
0: ending like the outcome both both okay. yeah right. both things like all the way up until the end you're like so once you think you know what's going on, then something else happens. You're like, yeah. "Oh, <laughs> it's one of those." So, um, even once you start figuring it out, you're actually not right. So it's it's good Perfect. that way, and you won't know. So it's a thriller. You know. Yeah, it's a thriller. It's a you know, whodunit a little bit investigation. And Benicio del Toro's character is is really good. He did a good job as he usually does. I uh-huh. like him as an actor, so that's probably part of it. <laughs> um but yeah the plot line's good. It's entertaining. I enjoyed it whole way through. don't. Oh don't. yeah. Have to add
1: that to our list. But as we made it, I'll, I'll give you this last score update. Still fifteen eight with twelve oh six in the third. Broncos are still up. Let's see. Sixty one point one win percentage right now. And- oh Broncos! That
0: helps out. It AFC all being worst,
1: uh, hot take theory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is true. But after our show today, we got our guy Ray Ray taking us out.
2: And turns out we'll do a ready for war. We've been working all year. Look into my eyes. There's hunger. There's no fear. Fucking like you ready, bro. I promise you, we come. Anybody that wants. Into the chatter, cause when we get on the field, we know that none of it matters. I've been through a lot, man, can't nothing phase me. Got this through the student section and the stands going crazy. Everybody turning up, be putting on a show, Pumas, we be popping in the people, yeah, they love. 951, be the city, never change. We the chaparral Pumas, everybody know their name. We ain't here to make friends, we gon' let them see. Get your chain snatched like a key crab tree, Squad for lagoons, be ready to bring the pain. Show them how we do we about to let it bang about to go and get it uh, kill with the swag uh, trying to act tough they be looking we just laugh see him getting mad because they know we ain't stressed we prepared for this moment we done passed all the tests been through the rain yeah. been through the struggle yeah. we ain't never break we just put on more muscle put on for the city man running with the pride friday night lights when the pumas come alive I throw your pumas up we gonna get it that's right friday night lights we turn up tonight in the best spot if you on the other side time let it bang make them let it back, let it back, let it back, yeah Let it back, let it back Show them how I'ma do it Let it bang, let it back, yeah Turn me up, so let it back, let it back, let it back, let it back. Let it Put on for the city, that's really all that we do Yeah, Nothing to lose and a whole lot to prove On the field, late and I'm in the gym early Overtime on my grind, I can see him worried Put the pads on, we about to bring the boom The legion of doom, everybody better make room You can see the fuse from the fire Product of the pain and the hunger Talking like you want it, man. I hope you ain't lying Bottom line, we the boomers, but we run like some lines Dropping all p at your feet. Every week, everybody wanna be a beast till the sign of eat. Say. Oh, we gon' see if you really bought it Pika, you get in on me, boy. I really doubt it. Putting in work, bitch, steady with the grind. You ain't taking nothing play, this is all mine. Ah. Throw your boomers up, we gon' get it, that's right. Friday night lights, we turn up tonight. In a bad spot, if you on the other side. Time to let it bang, make them feel that boomer pie. Let it bang, let it bang, let it bang, yeah. Let it bang, let it bang. Show them how a boomer do it. Let it bang, let it bang, yeah. Turn me up, let it bang, let it bang, let it bang. Let, it bang. let the blood sweat tears, time getting in. It that for so long. Now here. Come through the whole chin, checking everybody. We just put them in the dirt, man. Treat it like a hobby. Oops, I mean habit, L's can't have it. We Around waiting for nothing, we grabbing. I remember putting in work all alone. Now my team with me and we all in the zone. Never giving nothing, so you better understand. We don't care about your plan. This is Puma Pride land. Get into the huddle, tell the fellas turn it up. Fourth quarter coming, throw them double deuces up. Let them know what's up, man. The crowd never dying. Referee keep holding me, man. Quit crying. Put your boomers up, Show them Puma Pride. Friday night lights, when the boomers come alive. I throw your pumas up, we gon' get it. That's right. Friday night lights, we turn up tonight In the best spot, if you on the other side Time to let it bang, make them feel that boomer pride Let it bang, let it bang, let it bang, yeah Let it bang, let it bang Show them how boomer do it, let it bang, let it bang, yeah Turn me up, let it bang, let it bang, let it bang, let it bang, let it bang